I'm supposed to undo this curse? Everyone knows the legend. Peace will never be restored until the pearls are returned to the sea and the families reunited. This is all madness. Time is slipping away. 5,000 wounds to set it right. Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princess-to-be. I am your host, Christy, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Brie. Hello, that's me. And today, we are talking about The Secret of Moonacre. This is a 2008 film, and it was originally based off of a 1946 novel named The Little White Horse. Oh, okay. I, it did feel based on a novel e. Yeah, yeah. It's. I feel like a lot of the movies we profile, um, they aren't like quite. Like, I'm trying to say this in a nice, <laughs> in a nice way. I don't know why. <laughs> uh huh. But they are like you can tell. Yeah, yeah you can definitely well, yeah, tell. Like, yeah, they've got that vibe. They've got that sort of. Yeah. Feel. Like, this only this only exists as a screenplay, if that. Or it might also just have been a fever dream of of <laughs> Richard Rich that he wakes from in the dead of night. Oh god. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, so this this one. The it's it's funny, this one, um to to reveal a bit, I don't think this is a terrible movie. I no. don't I don't think it's a good movie either. No. Well, I mean, it kinda, uh, it's just... It it's is very... All... It's very much middling. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, And it's one that I haven't seen in a while, but we I decided to throw this one at Brie. Um, because in our in our warm-up chat for the last episode we recorded, we started talking about <laughs> Tim Curry. <laughs> um, oh, good old Tim Curry. Tim Curry and I I guess I was just jonesing for a bit of Tim Curry action because I I remembered oh right I have this whole ass movie that Tim Curry appears in and I haven't made Brie watch it yet so why not pull out the secret of Moonacre and give it a list and give it a watch truly it was destiny yeah I think so um definitely did not remember how little Tim Curry is actually in the movie yeah so he's was- really not there that much <laughs> That was a bit of a bummer. Yeah, well, he was still we'll, there. We'll, you still see him, and that's you know. Yeah, we'll we'll take what we can get. Yeah, he's also he's a very st- befuddling character. There's yeah. a lot in this film where it does feel like it was written as like a children's book, so there's not a lot of substance to these characters no. at all. No, and it's very much like your opinion of these characters is supposed to change very quickly. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't like this character. Oh, but now I like them. That's that what turns they turns out. Oh, it's actually they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it, it it feels like that yeah, that definitely falls more in line with if a little kid was reading this and like it's a shorter book for little kids. That's what it feels like. So Yeah. They just didn't 
Yeah, they they didn't put any more complex anything into it than that. Is that it's just yeah. sort of a simple little story that you're not supposed to think too hard about. Yeah, but that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> that's the whole game. That's a whole podcast, baby. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. Overall, I I think I kind of like this movie. I. If anything, I think this is the move. This is a movie that if I had seen it as a preteen, I would have made this movie my entire personality. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I'm just like a huge sucker for films like this, where the main character discovers that they're like the super secret magical person, uh-huh. and only they can save the fantasy world. You know, and they go on this little adventure, and they're like. Oh, they're a normal girl like me. Oh, that could have been oh, me. I, that oh. could have been my magical adventure. Yeah, I could have rode a unicorn. Oh. oh. Yeah. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, a, it's hard, it's like a hard quality to like quite distill. But this, uh, yeah, just watching this movie, this would have been my jam, I think. Yeah, it does have, it does have that perfect, that perfect vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe not as a preteen, but maybe a little younger that I would have also been very, very yeah. much into this film as a child. Yeah. I, I'm i kind of surprised you don't see more people talking about this film, but like, I guess maybe it's just so average that no one really like, <laughs> remembers, like, thinks about it. Yeah I, yeah, I guess to be fair, I only know it exists because of this fucking podcast. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure this was one of the ones that um, in one of my my semi-routine searches of like Amazon for any, <laughs> like, just like basically just typing in princess DVD. I think this <laughs> popped up one day. Just see what's out there on the world wide web. Yeah, just cast my net and see what trash I dredge <laughs> up. Uh, yeah, it's like, I, I, I really, yeah, it's probably just because it's just so, like, it's fine. Maybe, I mean, we're also, like, it came out, what, 2008? So maybe the, the kids who are super into this film or who grew up being super into this film are simply not in our sphere of acquaintances (laughs) yet. (laughs) It makes, you're making me feel real fucking old. Yeah. Yeah, we are old, Chris. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep eating chicken nuggets and and believing that I'm still twelve. <laughs> I'm just a t- twelve with a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really mature twelve year old. Got her own mortgage yeah, and everything. Like, yeah, damn. Buy my own. Buy my own chicken nuggets. It's great. <laughs> That's that's the real. That's the real thing that you you can look forward to when you grow up is buying your own chicken nuggets. You don't Le- need to wait for mom and dad to get I, you chicken nuggets. You can just get them yourself. Legitimately, I think the man at at M and M's meat shop. I think he recognized me today because every couple of weeks, <laughs> every couple of weeks, I come in and I buy another box of chicken strips. And he just the way he like said hi to me today, you could tell that it was like a recognition. Like, oh, oh. hey, how are you doing? And so I was like, oh no, are how you in for the like, usual, Christy? I, yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, 
how frequently and I'm buying these chicken strips that she's like recognizing a pattern. <laughs> like, oh no. It's like don't <laughs> don't, Amazing. don't please don't please don't tell anyone how I live. <laughs> you have been witnessed, witnessed by the the, the chicken man. I can't, I don't like being witnessed. I, I prefer, I just want to go through my entire life being unnoticed. <laughs> just nobody look at me. Yeah. Or like, just do like quick glances out of the corner of your eye. That's like the way I want to be perceived. <laughs> don't, don't look. How do you want to be perceived? Barely. Yeah, barely. Hardly yeah. at all. Yeah, like Medusa, where you only see the reflection of me in a shield. <laughs> ideal life uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh, christy uh, do you want to yeah. tell now that we've gotten completely off track already do you want to tell the people uh what what this movie is all about yes let's let's get into the summary for this one uh let me tell you all about the secret of moonacre The film begins and we are introduced to Maria Merriweather, who attends a will reading of her recently deceased father. Unfortunately, Maria finds out that her father lost all of their family wealth, including the home, to various debts. Maria's only inheritance is an old book titled The Ancient Chronicles of Moonacre Valley. The book tells the story of how, hundreds of years ago in Moonacre Valley, there was a pure-hearted princess. One night, the moon blessed the princess with the moon pearls, which could grant any wish. From that day forth, she was known as the Moon Princess. The Moon Princess was daughter of the leader of the Denoir clan, and was said to be married to one Rolf Merriweather. At the wedding ceremony, the Moon Princess revealed the moon pearls for the first time. And that is as far as Maria gets before she must pack up her things and go live with her uncle in the countryside of Moonacre Valley. Along the way, Maria's carriage is attacked by men dressed in black, though it manages to get away unscathed. Eventually, Maria arrives at the home of Sir Benjamin, her uncle, who is very aloof and misogynistic. Well, you certainly have a very, very good cook, Sir Benjamin. Have you, um, have you had her long? Madam, no woman has set foot in this house for years. And... Believe me, this silence has been blissful. He confiscates her book and tells Maria to stay out of the forest as the Denor clan bandits, the same ones who attacked the carriage, roam the woods. Soon, day turns to night, and Maria looks out her bedroom window, only to catch a glimpse of a unicorn running on the manor grounds. After witnessing this and other strange events at Moonacre, Maria goes to her uncle wanting answers, but her request for information drives him to tears. Maria ends up exploring the manor grounds and eventually finds her way into what appears to be a magical kitchen, led by the eccentric chef, Marmaduke Scarlet. Marmaduke tells Maria that some magic has started to return to the valley, and he advises her to continue reading her book, giving Maria a hint as to where her uncle has hidden it. Maria follows his hint and reclaims her lost book. And so the story continues. The Moon Princess, having just revealed the Moon Pearls, is shocked to find that her father and her soon-to-be husband start fighting over their power. 
Angered by this act of greed, the Moon Princess then cursed the valley and its inhabitants. vanished that day, and where to find them remained a secret. Maria returns to Marmaduke, and he says that the unicorn that Maria saw marks her as the next moon princess, meaning that it's now up to Maria to find the moon pearls, return them to the sea, and undo the curse on the valley. Not only that, but time is of the essence, as Maria calculates that the 5,000th moon will be the very next full moon that rises. Maria tries to go to sleep, but is frightened by her nightmares. She decides she wants nothing to do with the curse, gathers a few things, and runs away. While running, she comes across a strange cave that is seemingly calling her name. She enters it and runs into a strange but beautiful woman who does not seem at all surprised to see her. The woman introduces herself as Loveday, the previous moon princess who failed to stop the curse. Loveday shows Maria a vision of what's to come if the curse can't be stopped, that being the moon crashing into Moonacre Valley. Loveday tells Maria to find the moon pearls, which in the vision of the past were shown to be contained in a metal box locked with a key. The Denoirs have the box, and Maria realizes that the bookmark in her book contains the key. Loveday leads Maria to the Denoir encampment before running off, leaving Maria to sneak in by herself in search of the box supposedly carrying the pearls. Unfortunately, Maria is no match for the Denoir bandits, and she is captured and brought to the leader of the Denoirs, Cur Denoir. Noir reveals that the key is useless, as the box has already been opened and proven to be empty. You've hidden them! They were never there, girl. Your filthy Merryweather family took them. Before he picked up the box, they stole the pearls. But soon, the final moon will rise and the thieving Merryweathers will be punished. And now that we have you here, there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. At last, the entire valley will be ours, and the Denoirs will finally feast upon revenge. He orders Maria to be locked up, wanting to stop her from breaking the curse, as he believes that only the Merryweathers will be destroyed if it comes to fruition. Thankfully, with a bit of ingenuity, Maria is able to escape her cell and manages to run back to Moonacre Manor. That night, as Maria lays sleepless in bed, who else but Loveday arrives using a secret entrance to Maria's room. After some conversation, Loveday confesses that she and Sir Benjamin were once in love. Unfortunately, Loveday is a Dunoir, and once Sir Benjamin found that out, he broke off the engagement. And you fill this house with your Dunoir no! flowers! No, no, please, it... I don't understand. Doesn't love change everything? No, my dear. But hate does.
This caused Loveday to run away to the forest, unable to return home as she had already been disowned by her father, Curdenoir, for falling in love with Benjamin in the first place. Shortly after, Maria notices a portrait on the wall, a portrait of the first moon princess. Maria sees the portrait come to life, revealing that the moon princess took the pearls and hid them away in a tree in the forest. Needing to know the location of the tree from her vision, Maria realizes that she needs the help of Robin, Curdenoir's young son, who has been one of the main bandits threatening her throughout the film. She sets off to meet him, but before doing so, she secretly sends letters to Benjamin and Loveday, each addressed from the other, asking to meet. Benjamin and Loveday reunite, but pretty quickly realize that Maria has set them up. Though they haven't made up, they still team up to go after Maria, as they realize she may be in danger. Meanwhile, Maria manages to catch Robin in a trap. Despite some initial reluctance, Maria convinces Robin to help her. They have to hurry, as they only have until moonrise that night to stop the curse. Eventually, after an altercation with Cur de Noir and his men, Maria and Robin make their way to the tree Maria saw in her vision, which has a cave tangled in its roots. They enter the cave, where they find the hidden hideaway of the first moon princess. There, Maria spies a statue, which is wearing the pearls around its neck. Grabbing the pearls, Maria and Robin flee through a dark tunnel, led by the light of the moon pearls and the unicorn who reappears once again. The tunnel leads them out to a cliffside atrium, where Cur de Noir, Sir Benjamin, and Loveday have all gathered. With moonrise nearly complete, Maria tries to throw the moon pearls over the cliffside into the ocean, only for them to magically return to her. Maria attempts to throw them again, only for the pearls to latch themselves onto her clothes. Left with no other choice, Maria throws herself into the ocean, presumably to her death. With that, the curse is broken. A tidal wave appears on the horizon, and in the waves a herd of unicorns emerge. On the back of one lies the unconscious Maria, who is brought to shore. Maria wakes up unharmed. Her sacrifice appears to have quelled the hatred between the two families, and the Merryweathers and the Dunars make peace, with Benjamin even apologizing to Loveday and proposing to her once again. With that, the film draws to a close, with the valley saved and Maria heralded as the true Moon Princess. confused by <laughs> so i get that it's sort of it's sort of meant to be a story of like these two families and they hate each other and they've hated each other forever and blah 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 mm -hmm. uh and one thinks that the other like they each think i guess the other stole the pearls yeah yeah exactly um sure <laughs> like it, it it does it, yeah it does make the question why do they care so much all these decades later um or yeah. hundreds of years later rather um i think it's implied that like well i don't know actually because there's this thing about pride in the movie i guess 
like they sort of be like the 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 true curse is pride. Yeah. But like at the beginning of the film when when they're both going for like they both reveal like the 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 the, the fiance, the groom and the mm-hmm. the 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 dad. Yeah, the first the first court noir. Yeah, the first court noir and then the 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 Merryweather guy who that, well, that she's marrying. Yeah. Um when they're both like we could have all of this power. It's like that's not the same thing as pride. That's not why are you Yeah. This this uh this theme is not consistent. Yeah, that's a good point. The original fight over the pearls was because they were both very power hungry and wanted to claim the pearls for themselves, but by the time of the events of the movie um yeah, Sir Benjamin doesn't even seem to believe in the curse. And it's and it's just the cur de noir. He Yeah. He still believes in it, but he's also like he also thinks that the it's just the Merryweathers that are gonna die. So he's like he's not doing anything to stop it. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, whatever, they'll they'll all just fucking die. I don't care. It's like, oh yeah. Alright, man. Harsh. Yeah. Um but yeah, it is just like Yes, yeah, so that's a good point. It, if it's meant to be the the actual curse is just pride, it doesn't really line up with that first fight over the pearls. No. And the whole reason why this fucking, this conflict happened in the first place. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just very, it's very strange. Because it's like, they show the, like, wedding thing where she's like, check out these fucking sick-ass pearls that I have. They're cool <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Um, and then the dad touches them, and he's like, "There with all this power, blah, 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 blah. yeah." And she's like, "What the fuck?" And then the 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 Rol- guy, the I keep Rol- Rolf Rolf, Rolf Merryweather, Rolf yeah. Merryweather, which is confusing because that's the name of the dog later. Um, <laughs> Rolf Merryweather touches the pearls, and he's like, "Oh, you can rule the whole valley!" And then they both look shocked, like, "Oh." Yeah. I didn't want to... S- hang on. Father... Come, be with me. Let Moonacre be your home and me your family. Speak true. With the power in these pearls, I could claim the whole valley for myself. No, together. I mean, together we could rule the valley. There's like a quick line that says like the pearls reveal like the true hearts the true of men. Like one of one of their yeah. like various ill-defined power of these pearls. <laughs> they can it's... grant any wish. Just don't don't worry about it. They're very yeah. powerful or or whatever. We we don't see these pearls do shit. These two guys are like we're going to rule the whole valley. I'm like I'm pretty sure this is taking place in like victorian england you can you can try to rule that valley but i'm pretty sure it belongs to the king or or queen (laughs) to to be fair like in in that 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 initial fight like hundreds of years ago presumably it was like i don't know some kind of medieval time i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. the medieval the medieval version at the beginning yeah that makes sense but now it's like yeah all right now Now, what are you gonna use these pearls for i don't fucking know yeah, I don't know. It's, the, the, it's the, very strange. The pearls are definitely just like a 
very ill-defined magical MacGuffin. Yeah. They're magic. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm don't waving worry. my hand. Ooh, don't <laughs> look. It's fine. <laughs> I did like how, like, the whole, like, the backstory of the pearls is basically just that this, um, yeah, like, the daughter of the, fir- the first moon princess, she was declared the moon princess because nature just loved her so much, and the moon, I guess, just decided, like, I'm gonna give you these, you know, just, like, you're just- Hey, you're pretty cool. I like yeah. you. Have a magic like- necklace that will not cause any problems. Yeah, yeah. Have a magic necklace that will not totally destroy your life and the life of your descendants for years yeah. to come. Don't fu- yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. <sighs> and, and, and all of the like, these pearls belong to nature. It's like, I, there's no, okay, there's really no nature aspect of this film. But, uh, okay. Sure. The only thing is that, like, vaguely the moon princess is shown to be, like, nice to animals, I I guess. I guess. Yeah, she, like, likes animals. Yeah. That's it. I gotta gotta be, like, a weird, uh, like, weird, like, nitpicky person about this, too. But, like, (laughs) Uh I mean, the moon gave her those pearls. So, like, the pearls belong to you, lady. You yeah, know? like I know. the pearls Cause... belong. You were given those. That that was gift. Those are your pearls. Yeah. yeah. D- d- screw nature. Yeah. Do what you want. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's very. Conf- it's the 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 themes and and messages of this whole story are very strange. Yeah, they're just not very consistent. Which is fine, but it's just sort of, you notice it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's really not a lot of, like, the through lines are very strange. Yeah. And by the time you get to the end, when, when, like, she's got the pearls and the, the, the denoirs are, the, the cur denoir, the, the curd one, and then her uncle and everyone is there and... She's like, I'm a, I'm a fucking cast these pearls into the ocean, and they're like, oh okay, uh, <laughs> don't do that though. And then she does, and then she has to throw herself into the ocean because it's dramatic. Mm-hmm. And then by the time she comes back, everyone's friends. They're all like, oh okay. yeah, actually, you know what? We're chill. Yeah, even even before that, um, like I feel like I passed out for a second, and was like, <laughs> did I miss when they all like. Just became cool with each other? Yeah. Well, and like, so, so like to establish too, Kerr de Noir in this, Tim Curry, um, <laughs> his character. Tim Curry. He, the, the wonderful Tim Curry. He starts off in this one. He is at first content to just lock Maria up to prevent the curse from taking place. And like. Or to prevent her from stopping the curse. Yes, yes, th- yeah. yes, thank you. Um, so, like, you kind of, like, maybe have the idea, there's the implication, maybe once, if, he has, his line of thinking is that once the curse happens and the Merryweathers are gone, maybe he'll set her free. I don't know, maybe that's his thinking, but anyways. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. After she escapes, he very, like, distinctly, he's like, no, let's just kill this little child. Like, yeah, he's like, actually, I want her fucking dead. And you're like, bro, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Hang yeah. on. 
Jesus. Yeah, and so his he's ordered his men to hunt down and kill Maria. Um, and so then, flash forward to, like you said, at the end of the film, where Maria throws herself off the cliff. And of course, because it's Tim Curry and he has that distinctive voice, <laughs> as Maria has slow motion thrown herself off the cliff and everybody's like running to her and like shouting her name, you can hear Tim Curry. Yeah, he's like, as, Maria. And you're like, Maria. do you care? Yeah. Then, like, since you, when you do you be... give a shit? This is what yeah. you wanted. Yeah, isn't it? Um, isn't it? I thought yeah. this was your whole plan. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. If it is like, if it's something like, I, I was kind of wondering if it was like, did the, now that the pearls are gone, were the pearls like making them hate each other? Oh, like, like there was like, like a curse on the pearls themselves. Yeah, maybe. And maybe the curse was like prolonging the hatred or something. Maybe. Like, like, probably not. I don't think they thought that far, but, like, that would almost <laughs> make sense. I wonder if this is all explained in the book. Like, maybe the book is, like, maybe. way or more Or maybe the, the book has much less detail, and so they had to fill things in, and that's why it feels disjointed. Maybe. It, that's, I... that's sort of what I assume with these things, usually, is that, like, it was written in a style where it's a fairy tale and they don't need to, like, put a whole yeah. lot of details into things. So then when they come along and are like, let's create a feature film out of this, and then they have to find all the details, mm -hmm. it gets messy because they're, it was never written with that intention. It was never yeah. written to have a bunch of detail to it because it was just a fairy tale. So mm -hmm. now... They're having to, like, backfill all this stuff and figure out motivations and all this sort of stuff for these characters instead of having, like, two lines in a book where... And so they learned that the the true price of the curse was their, their fucking uh, pride. And <laughs> together they overcame it and lived happily ever after. Yeah. Because that doesn't fly in, in, in a feature film. No, no. Uh, yeah, it. I would be very curious. Like, ultimately, ultimately, we are judging this movie as a self-contained thing. Yeah, so we, exactly. If there's an issue with the movie that, or like something that we feel is missing from the movie, I think it's still fair game to comment on. But oh, absolutely. If anybody who is listening happens to have read the book, if you have, it, like, if they do elaborate on this further, I, I would love to hear about it. Please feel free to write in to our email and tell me. Uh, yeah, if, if you have yeah. Moonacre insights, yeah, please yeah, let the, us know. The, 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 all that Moonacre lore. Um, <laughs> the deep Moonacre lore. Yeah, feel free to send it. To uh, badprincessmovies at gmail.com. <laughs> I know there's like a few things that I've read from uh, TV tropes where like um, Robin in the, I know Robin in the novel is apparently Loveday's son and not Oh, not her, a, brother. Not her little brother. Yeah. And there's like something like where he and Maria are like cousins or related somehow. So that's oh. a little weird. Yeah. That's weird. But yeah, it is. It is from the time period where that would have been. That would have yeah. been what that was. Uh, yeah. 
because you see this character design on this boy and you're like that's a that's a love interest right there i was trying to i was trying to figure out because i feel like i've seen this like exact style of outfit where he's kind of like that like he's got that sort of of roguish look yeah yeah like british kind of punk but like victorian punk yeah yeah He's got that kind of vibe to him where it's like, you know, and he's like the right age to be just like the 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 cute guy that you can infer as a child will get with the princess later. Yeah. Even though he has actively been a part of trying to kidnap and like Kurt kill her. Potentially um, murder her, yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He, he comes around. Yeah. You know. It's still I kind of feel like I don't <laughs> No, no, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, it's, no, it's bad, actually, yeah. but. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, the, he's like, he's an, he, him, uh, Curdenoir, good examples of like, you're supposed to, you spend half of the movie thinking this way about a character, but then, oh, and now, now this has happened, and now we're supposed to like these guys. Yeah. Um, and in, in, in the term, in the, in the uh, instance of Cœur de Noir, nothing happened. Don't worry no. about it. He's yeah. nice now. Yeah. Even, honestly, I would say um, Sir Benjamin is the worst oh, fucking I person fucking for this. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, he sucks <laughs> ass. Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. He's a it's, shit... He is a shithead. It's this funny. This, this movie, again, it's been a while since I have seen this one, and... I kind of forgot some parts of it, and <laughs> one of those parts was just how much of an asshole Sir Benjamin was. He's really just a dickhead. Like, he sucks. Yeah. I I think the point is that he's supposed to be sad because he lost his girlfriend because he uh went into a violent tantrum when he found out that he she was from a family he doesn't like. Yeah. Um and and like fucking scared her so bad she left because he was like throwing vases out the window. Yeah. And smashing things. And I'm like, "Bruh, this is your own goddamn fault." Yeah. That whole scene, I like I could see what they were going with because like so uh Loveday reveals that she's a Dunoir, and Benjamin thinks that she is doing this to trick him, that she lied to him because she was actually sent by her dad to steal the pearls. And it's like, that's not, I can see the logic in that thinking. He's obviously, he's incorrect, but if they just left it there where he like sadly turns her away because he doesn't feel he could trust her like that, like... I could see that. That's a good way yes, to make Benjamin absolutely. sympathetic. Yeah, if it but was yes. if it was a matter of like, I can't trust you. The wedding is off. We can't do this. Like, I I can't believe like, and like, I guess if when it's like a, a centuries old feud between families, if you have kept that from your partner, that is a fucked up thing to do. That is not good. But to have like this like wild violent outburst. Yeah. Where he's like throwing shit around and is actually like kind of scary. 
It's like, no, you don't get to feel sad for yourself now that she's that, that she removed herself from that situation, you idiot. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, D- just bad. <laughs> like he just, and, it's, and he's just so like he's so mean to to the poor kid, like the poor uh her, his niece. And yeah, her, Maria. like, maid servant that comes with her who is there for comic relief. She's fine. Um, yeah, Miss, Miss Heliotrope. Miss Heliotrope, yeah. which is a good name. But <laughs> it's a very, it's like a very, like, young adult novel name, I think. It, oh, it absolutely, yeah, it does have that vibe completely. Yeah, so this is this is a word that I thought was cool, so I'm going to turn it into a yeah. name. Yeah. I can't, um, I can't be mad at that. <laughs> But yeah, he's just a fucking asshole to the two of them from, like, the instant they arrive. Like, it's just this, this, like, contempt. This utter contempt. He just, he fucking hates them so much. And it's like, alright, man, maybe you shouldn't have let them come live with you. If you're gonna be such a dick, maybe don't. (laughs) Yeah, well, and like... The whole like breakfast scene. So they're they're having breakfast the morning after they arrive at Moonacre, and Miss Heliotrope is just making polite conversation, and and Benjamin Sir Benjamin keeps like making these shit comments to her about their meal is best enjoyed in silence, and like basically he just like hates like just like the sound and presence of women. Yeah, he just hates women. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even he doesn't even employ women. Because he's just like, I don't know, he's so bent out of shape over Love Day fleeing from him. Not even leaving him, fleeing from him. Yeah. Um, But Maria ends up calling him out on it. And basically, like, yeah, just calling him out on, like, why are you being such a fucking asshole to us? Like, why did, like you said, why did you even invite us to live here? Yeah, and like, if you hate women so much, why are we here? Yeah. And... And Sir Benjamin decides to spitefully reveal to Maria that, so, Maria's dad was murdered, and, like, that's the implication. He was murdered as a result of his gambling debts. And so, they are, they are living with Sir Benjamin because, I guess, he just, he felt like he, he needed to step in and save Maria from homelessness after her dad, you know, his brother past and he has like it's just this like real fucked up moment because he's revealing this to maria who is still like in mourning over her dad yeah my useless brother dies in debt and it falls on me to take you in man was a cowardly good for nothing it's a benjamin how dare you say that my father was a colonel yes and he died in debt owing money to half the regiment he fought for his country. And got himself killed in a backstreet gambling den. Borrowed money once too many times from the wrong sort of money lenders. He wouldn't take money from me, would he? Oh no. Damn fool and his pride. And Sir Benjamin is basically saying, like, your dad did this, you know, like like he did this to your family. He got himself killed over these debts. You're you lost your home because of these debts. And and he he's upset. He makes just like these comments about 
um, Maria's dad, I guess, maybe suffered from the weird pride that may or may not be a result of the pearls because Benjamin comments on how his brother's pride prevented him from reaching out and basically reaching out to Benjamin and getting Benjamin to pay his debts for him. I guess. Uh, I hadn't put that together, but I guess. I guess, but it's I don't just- know. It's just this whole, like, fucking, it's just this whole awkward as fuck scene. Because he's saying, again, he's saying all this to a child who is mourning her dad. You know, he's being a shit to her. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so, it's like uncomfortable to watch. Like, he's so aggressive and it's just so unnecessary to do yeah, this. Yeah, he's, he's just... I feel like you're supposed to find him sympathetic once you realize that it's because he's, like, he's upset because... I don't know. I, at first, I assumed it was he was upset because his brother died. Yeah. Um, but I think it's supposed to be that he's upset because Love Day left him an unspecified um, amount of time earlier. I think but it's. Like, I think it's supposed to be both. To be fair, but it's yeah. just not. It does not fucking come across. No, it does not work. Uh, it's. It it does that typical, like, you see this in movies sometimes, where they don't quite get how how to get a character who starts off as nasty, but you, it reveals that, oh, actually, they do have a good heart underneath that. They've just been hurt, you know? It's like yeah. the beast in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, and, like, in that, if you remember... The Beast had his real shitty moment at the start of the film with Belle, and he spent the rest of the movie making up for it. Yeah. With with Benjamin, we just keep getting these, like, we just keep getting the nastiness. He never, like, he never seems to actually, like, learn to be a better person. Yeah, I mean, there's moments where he goes to her and he's like, I'm, you know, he never really apologizes, but he's, yeah. like, he... Makes attempts at being kind, but it's still like, man, come on! Like, it's, it's yeah, like it's this there's isn't enough. There's, no, there's yeah, there's one scene in particular where yeah, like as you said, Benjamin goes to Maria to apologize for his shit behavior, but the the situation was that Maria, after escaping from the Donar the Denari encampment, she comes back home. As part of, like, her escape, she had to use her dress as, like, a distraction so that she could sneak out of her prison cell. And so she comes home in, like, her undergarments, which, you know, oh, scandalous. It's the Victorian age, whatever. Um, (laughs) She's still, like, like, fully clothed. (laughs) Yeah, she's fully clothed. (laughs) And Miss Heliotrope acts like she's fucking naked. Um, (laughs) But Maria comes in without half of her clothes she's obviously fucking distressed and disheveled and sir benjamin just like loses his shit on her prepare wear your clothes my dear one how dare you come home in this manner and at this hour i'm sorry but you don't know what happened i was i was in the forest and i got in the forest uncle did i not expressly forbid you to enter the forest yes but listen, I have so much to tell you. Uh, Go about upstairs the cat. this instant and tidy yourself up. But Just do as you're told! You are not my father. 
And and it's just like if you're if somebody you loved came home in that state, like if your yeah. first reaction to them is anger, something's like fucking wrong yeah. with you. You gotta you should really reassess some some shit in your heart yeah. and in your mind because something has gone wrong. Yeah. Sir. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then and yeah. It, yeah. It, it's so for him to like afterwards like I'm, you know, him doing that little apology. It's like, well, it's better than like no apology. I but guess. It's also it's like no, like you don't that doesn't fucking fix anything. You're still no. a shithead. You're just like you're still a mean asshole. Yeah. Like if I shove you to the ground, apologize and then the next time you stand up i shove you back down that's not like yeah you i'm still a bad person i haven't learned shit (laughs) you know yeah no you're right that's exactly it it's like man Ugh. yeah he's he just sucks he's just he just and and the one there's the one scene where like uh, Love Day comes to visit uh, Maria in in the Moonacre house. She like uses a secret entrance, um, gets in there, and then she's explaining like she. This is where uh, Maria finds out what happened between her and and Benjamin, and Maria starts being like, "Well, like." Maybe you should have, like, if you had just stayed and, like, maybe apologized to him. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, why are you defending your shit-ass uncle who sucks? Yeah, it's weird. They try and play it off as though, like, oh, they both made mistakes. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe Loveday should have revealed the that she was a dinar a little earlier than like the morning of their wedding. But, <laughs> but that doesn't like, it's not an even thing, you know, him like violently like reacting to this reveal and like getting physical and shit. Like that still firmly plants him in the, I'm the bigger fuck up. In this, yeah. In like this I am scenario. the asshole in this situation. Yeah. So they, yeah. They, I, just, they I was like, up. why are you, why are you defending him girl? please yeah yeah like they're if they wanted to go that route they needed to do do something that would have made like them equally responsible yeah i don't know i don't know quite what they could have done i'd have to think on it but like yeah you can't you can't paint love day as just as prideful and bad as as benjamin when he (laughs) was the major asshole yeah and then well and then it's like Later on, when when they're working together to find uh to find Maria, because she goes mm-hmm. she goes running off to the forest to meet up with Robin to find the pearls, um, and then they make a, like a little search party to go find her. Uh, something ha- like he's they're talking about how uh Love Day didn't actually end up going that far. Like she was just yeah. sort of in the woods. She's like, "Well, you never came to find me." And then he walks a little ways ahead, and uh, what's his ass? The the Mar- Marmaduke. Uh, Marmaduke. Uh, he's like, actually, he he searched for you for for days. He spent all this time for, on horseback for months, for, yeah, months for months trying to find you. And it's like, uh huh. Like that makes up for it, I guess. No, but yeah. good try, I guess. 
Like, again, that, that only works if, like, he only, like, you know, like, just verbally turned her down. Or if, like, you know, I could picture the scene where if he was, like, very sadly dejected, you know, and he... Yeah. It's, it's like the throwing of the vases. It's that physicality that makes it, like, seem very, like... Like, just, like, cr- almost, like, crossing the line. Well, no, probably not almost crossing the line. It, like, it feels like domestic abuse. Like, yeah, it it feels... It's fucked up. It's not good. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's... She had every reason to be like, okay, well, um, I trusted him, and I tried to tell him this, and... Yes, she should. You know what? Yeah, she should have told him earlier. Clear communication is very important in every relationship. Mm-hmm. However, to have him immediately freak the fuck out and start throwing shit around. Yeah. Immediately is like, no, you got it. Girl, you got to go. And then when he sees her again, his reaction is not, I am, oh my god, I'm so sorry for reacting how I did. Um, we should work this out. It's, he is expecting her to apologize. Yeah, yeah. And, like, what, like, what's she gonna fucking apologize for? Like, you told her, like, you told her that as a donor, like, he can't trust her, that she's probably just going after the pearls, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's she supposed to even apologize for in his scenario yeah. that she left? That, yeah, that she got away from him? Like... Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Benjamin. Yeah, fuck Benjamin. This guy sucks. It's, it's to the point where I'm like, you know, we're supposed to be rooting for Benjamin and Love Day to get together, and I really don't. I really no. don't want them together. No, they don't, like... Absolutely not. That's a bad relationship. Yeah. You could do yeah. better, Love Day man (laughs) (laughs) a lot of feelings about this part of the movie yeah no it's definitely it was one of the worst things about the movie i've got (laughs) i've got like yeah like half a page in my notes is just like me ranting about fucking benjamin bullshit (laughs) oh let's see all right let me look at my notes (laughs) <laughs> it's just about Benjamin. It's about Benjamin. I, oh, there is I, a point. There is one where it's like, "Girl, I get your uncle is a dick, but you were attacked on the way to this place, so don't go running into the forest." Which is a thing yeah. that she does. Yeah, to, that is like I guess one point against Maria is that she keeps going into the forest. That he's like very plainly like, "Don't go in the forest because those assholes that attacked you are there." Yeah, it's like find you. I get it. I get it. Like he is a shithead, and you shouldn't listen to him. But also, like, just from your own experience as a person who came here, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of bandits in that forest. Don't go in mm-hmm. there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe just don't, yeah. Even though the bandits, I do love, and I'm sure maybe it's like historically accurate, but I do love that he just sort of ties a, uh, Robin just ties a a ribbon across his nose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that's his disguise. Yeah, like he's got like this, instead of like a mask over the bottom part of his face, or like a domino mask over his eyes. He's just got sort of a ribbon, t- like a black ribbon across his nose. And you're like, yeah, yeah. all right, real stealthy. Good disguise, my man. 
No one, no one will be able to tell it's you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, God. What else to talk uh, about? The dog is a lion. I didn't make that note. I, I do enjoy yeah. it. Like, uh, congratulations on your wedding. Here's a fucking lion. Yeah, that was kind of great. That's sick um, as hell. Yeah, uh, the original, so yeah, you see in the flashback to the, like, the first Moon Princess's wedding, her dad gives Rolf Merriweather a black lion as a, as a bridegroom gift. Yeah. And that- (laughs) Sick as hell! (laughs) It's, it's pretty fucking rad, (laughs) but it is also just like- I can't imagine, like, ever getting a fucking gift like that. That's something you could only do in medieval times. Here's a whole ass fucking here's, beast that you... Here's an entire yeah. apex predator. Also, it's immortal. Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's we still gotta, around gotta... as, in the form of a dog? Yeah. <laughs> Later and on? It's, and, and like you said, the dog's name is Rolf. So I don't... I was trying to figure this out. Like, is this supposed to be... Is this, like, a reincarnation thing, or is it just supposed to be a nod to, like, the first Meriwether dude? I, I genuinely, with this film, could not tell you. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. I don't know what they were going for with that. <laughs> it's hard, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard really to hard to say. Yeah. I, I, I had to, like, write Rolf out of the summary because it was, this is a long movie. And it's a long movie. <laughs> He d- he didn't really need elaboration, but I do want to talk about one memory that he features in. It was like the one memory that I retained of watching this film <laughs> ages and ages ago. Okay, um, so yeah, like Rolf, Rolf is this big black dog that Sir Benjamin has, and he comes to Maria's rescue a few times in the movie, um, and so in in like kind of the conclusion of the film, or like so. When Maria and Robin are running to the forest trying to find the pearls, Rolf comes along with him. Um, at one point, Rolf ends up falling into a pit trap. And I remember watching this this movie with my friends. And one of our friends, Caitlin, is a big dog lover. <laughs> and I remember as Rolf fell into that pit, Caitlin literally screamed, No! Oh, no! As it, like, as it, it no! was so, like... I can't do it justice because it was like a no, oh, no from the heart. It was like so concerned. Oh. And, and I remember. So, okay, yeah. So, this here's is, this the is the Caitlin I know, yeah? Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Our, oh, mutual, no. our mutual friend, Caitlin. And, yes, yeah, so here's the oh, thing no. about Rolf the dog is Rolf the dog falls into this pit and. <laughs> A little while later, he gets out of the pit and is immediately shot by with a gun. Yes, with a gun. Yeah, with a gun. Yeah, yeah, by one of the bandits. Um, but like you see at the very end of the movie, he like it's okay because he comes back as a lion, so he's okay. You know, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Technically, no animals died. Um. But so when watching this with Caitlin, of course, I'm trying to avoid spoilers. And so I'm just trying to, like, tell her, like, it's okay. Like, Rolf is going to be okay. Like, don't worry about it. 
Um, and then as I'm trying to like convince Caitlin Rolf, as the movie keeps going and Rolf gets out of the pit and then he gets shot. And, <laughs> and so it's just like, oh no. Oh no, this isn't healthy. <laughs> I remember we ended up we somebody somebody else there looked up the website does the dog die which I don't know have you heard of oh that oh yeah it's it's basically for folks that are unaware it's a site that helps catalog triggers for movies and so obviously do, is there a dog that dies is one of the triggers that it it makes note of and so somebody like looked it up and they like confirmed because it said like does the dog die and they're like yes. Um, and it didn't clarify what? at the time. It did not clarify that Wolf comes back to life as a lion. So it was just like a very like I like I don't like I'll have to ask Caitlin if she remembers that if she just <laughs> thought I was fucking bullshitting her the entire time because everybody everything was pointed to this dog is fucking dead. Oh, <laughs> but he did he did he comes back to life. He comes you know, back to life. He's fine. He's a lion now. I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. Does he stay a lion? Does he go back with them? Who knows? Don't worry I about don't it. The movie ends and we don't have to ask any more questions. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I kind of like to think he just went to go hang out with the unicorn. Like he was like, fuck this. Like I, He's like, I'm done. I'm shit. done now. Yeah. Tell yeah. with this bullshit for however many centuries I've apparently been alive. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Just, God. <laughs> God. Uh, no, no, he's fine. He's fine. Immediately. Yeah, that just God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. This really helps. Uh, amazing. <laughs> God. God. The only other thing that I really remembered from that viewing of this movie. I remembered the costumes, and specifically Maria's costumes. Honestly, the costumes are... I actually have a note where the costuming in this is pretty great. Like, mm. I was I was genuinely pretty impressed with, with the costuming. Yeah. It's... I don't know what specific... Like, we've been saying Victorian. I feel like Maria's outfit... I, I almost feel like it's probably a, a specific era. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably um, not exactly Victorian, but that's... That I feel yeah. like these days is that's like a catch-all term for sort of, yeah, turn of the century. We are, we are not costuming historical costume dress no. uh, experts, so we have no fucking idea. No god, but no. Maria's outfits—they're just so I don't know—they're so cool. Like they have like these big like decorative collars, and she's got like yeah. the bustle under her dress, but it's like exposed. You could see the hoops. Yeah. Like it feels, so it feels like a very specific point in time in fashion that I just yeah. I don't know what it is, but like, it's very cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I'm honestly kind of surprised that I haven't really seen because I, I watch a lot of YouTubers who do historical dress on YouTube, um, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of surprised that I haven't seen anybody talk about this movie. But I get again. Yeah. It's, well, it's, I guess it just wasn't like maybe it just wasn't. Yeah. Just again wasn't as notable, but it's I wish that somebody would because I would love to learn more about like this style and like is this actually accurate? I mean, maybe that's the other thing to it too is like maybe this is just complete bullshit that they made up for this movie. 
I feel like I've seen, like, I feel like at some point in my years of, of doing art and collecting resources and then never looking at them again, um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have definitely come across, like, reference images of the, the like, exposed bustle sort of thing yeah. which is why I, yeah. I i feel like it's from a very specific point in time but like i just i don't know what that time is yeah maybe i need to go i need to go harass harass bernadette banner on instagram like please please make this on your youtube channel please i have i have a cool thing for you to look at maybe yeah please please spend the next five months of your life sewing <laughs> one garment from this outfit for my viewing pleasure yes because i that I want I want you to take five months of your life, distill it into a twenty minute YouTube video oh, because God. I want I don't want to do my own research. Please, Bernadette. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so much to ask? Yeah, Bernadette. Why don't you want to do this for me? <laughs> God. God. If anybody, if anybody is interested in historical dress, definitely go check out Bernadette Banner. I'm sure if you have any passing interest, you already know who she is. But I love her. I love her videos, and she's the type of person that can make trying to learn how to spin her own yarn for 40 minutes. It's 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 just it's. I love her videos. They're so fun to watch. I feel like I that learn. Sounds... I learn so much that I don't retain, but I like <laughs> that I've learned something. I love those videos where it's yeah. like, I have watched an educational film or video or whatever. <laughs> I've learned nothing. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. My head I've remains learned... as empty as ever. <laughs> yeah. For, for the duration of the video, I am an expert in this very niche <laughs> field of knowledge. <laughs> and I feel very smart. And even though I know that once that video ends and I go back to watching like, the same five videos that I watch on repeat on YouTube. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my, you know, One my second. old. Oh, it's like Flowers of Algernon in my house. Every time I I go between watching Bernadette Banner and then just going going back to watching like like videos of 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 a spider covering himself in sand with the French accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the duality of man. <laughs> and then he gets and the ha gets muffled as he goes that's the fucking pinnacle of gravity oh, i love it oh it is very good it's been a while since i've seen that one i'm gonna look that up when we're done i'm gonna have to link it on twitter so people know what the fuck i'm talking about God, this is, this is what it takes to, to to be my friend, is you have to know all these stupid fucking chronically <laughs> online internet shit. <laughs> oh, God. Good. Good. Well, well. <laughs> Anyways, yes. Anyway, the oh, costumes right. in this. Oh, costumes, very good. Yes, very good. Although I will say, I, like, at... Later on in the film, Maria gets a dress that's, like, allegedly from the first Moon Princess. I sure. don't really like that dress. No, that dress, that dress is just okay. Yeah. yeah it's not I, as I fun that... as the other ones. No, it just feels like, yeah, it's... The other ones felt so unique and were something that I don't think I've really seen in a lot of movies. Yeah. So, 
The other one was just like it felt a little more generic fantasy. Yeah. Um, Which is probably why it was there. It was yeah. meant to be generic fantasy, but like it's still like meh. Yeah. Okay. I also I really loved Maria's room. Yeah, it's fucking sweet. Oh yeah, that is a cool room. It's like this this little room at the top of like presumably a tower in the manor, but like it's even like the door to her room is whimsical where she it, has like it's these slightly too small. Yeah, the door the door's a little too small and there's like these little steps that go up to the tiny door and then and then inside the room it's like the sky is like an actual like field of stars that actually glow and and the yeah. stars fall. It's just it's whimsical. It's whimsical. It's wonderful. I wish I had a room like that even though it probably would be like bitch to actually live in oh god yeah it would suck can you imagine cleaning that shit yeah yeah and where do you where do you put furniture in a circular room like there's always going to be gaps behind oh yeah like, unless you you like have circular furniture <laughs> <laughs> so that's Every the answer second. you have to get circular furniture god such a pain in the ass but it's so whimsical i still love it like i want i want to be in there i want to stay in there but i i yeah. It would be a bitchin' Airbnb, that's for oh, sure. Oh, shit, yeah. Hell yeah. Like, fuck Airbnb, but also shit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sums it up good. <laughs> it's it's so funny, though, because that first night that she spends at Moonacre, she sleeps in that room with the fucking glowing stars on the ceiling. Uh-huh. And she's just kind of like this dull surprise, like, as she looks at it. Just like, oh, she's like, that's neat. Yeah. What the fuck do you like, mean she... that's neat? <laughs> yeah, like, she does eventually go to Sir Benjamin and, like, tell him, like, like as she's questioning him, she's like, why, and why, there, there are stars on my ceiling and they actually glow and fall. And it's like, I'm glad you're bringing this up now. But, like... <laughs> Why, Why did it would take it, so know? long? Yeah, like if if I if I walked into a room now, even knowing what like electricity is, <laughs> if, if I walked into a room and there were stars on the ceiling, I'd still be like, "Oh, hell yeah. What the How did you do that? This is rad. Tell me all about it." See, I had this thought where I was like, "Are the the shiny stars on her ceiling are those the the pearls?" Yeah, yeah. I thought those that would be like a thing. It wasn't. You No. And and you know what? It's funny you say that because when I when I watched this with my viewing group, I remember somebody because on the the front cover of the book, the book that Maria has. Yeah. It almost looked like there are pearls on the cover, and I think it's just a sculpted detail of the book, mm-hmm. but they also glow at one point. Yeah. In the movie. Like <laughs> and so and so people like I remember somebody just commenting as they were looking for the moon pearls, he was like, Oh no, it's the book. They're in the book. And then it, no, they're actually just a string of pearls hidden away. Yeah, it's like there's so many decoys of like this is a this would be an interesting little place to put the, the pearls and that it was in plain sight yeah. all this nope, fuck you. They're they're in yeah. a cave in the forest. I I can almost see that being part of the book where like Maria like tries a few different locations to find the moon pearls and she thinks they're in the stars or she thinks they're in the book and then and then she tries and fails. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like wrote that out of the book. 
or out of the the movie. Yeah, because they're like, why why do they have all these red herrings? But then they kept the red herrings without making them red herrings. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, acknowledging that they were red herrings. Yeah. I I should this might be a good time to share with you a fun fact about this the director of this movie uh-huh. or rather just his identity which is a fun fact. Oh um, okay. But the director of this film was Gabor Chupo who uh you probably recognize from Klasky Chupo? Yes. Oh my god, I was wondering if that was the same person. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, eh? I yeah, it was it was kind of a shock to to see that, I, I for for those who are not '90s kids, I guess you might not be <laughs> familiar with Klasky Chupo. You're like, who the but fuck they, are they talking about? Yeah, but um, they were a like a, a just an animation company that was really big in the '90s, and so they did Rugrats, um, Ah, Real Monsters, um, oh fuck, I know they did others. They did that like, like Santo Baguito. Do you remember? Oh. That one? I remember Santo Baguito. I hated yeah, that show. I, oh, yeah? I actually, I don't remember if I hated it, but I remember I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I, I remember watching a lot of it. I can't remember much. But... <laughs> it's definitely oh, one of those shows that you put on and then just didn't retain. Yeah. Yeah, I just have, like, vague memories of watching it at my uncle's place. The same the same uncle that I, like, kept trying and failing to watch um, The Little Mermaid 2. Uh. Um, but yeah, like, it's, they they were basically, if you were a 90s kid, you probably grew up on Klasky Chupo shows. Yeah. And so it, it was so weird to see... When I when I first discovered this movie and to make that connection to him because he hasn't done a ton of live action stuff. He did this and he was also the director of Bridge to Terabithia. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um But it's I, I always just associated with him uh animation with him, so I, yeah. I had no idea that he even like dabbled in live action films. So yeah, just thought oh. needed needed to share that. Well, when when I saw the name pop up, I I re- I completely forgot. I was like, I should look up to see because I know that name. Like, I, I is yeah. that the same person? Is that Klasky Chupo? Yeah, or Chupo? I don't know. It's I think it's Chupo. I had to. You remember that old like bumper that they would have on their shows? No, not anymore. It's, it's gone. It would just be like like the weird face like appearing and saying in like talking in a robot voice oh and so i kept having to listen to it and i'm like i think it's Klasky chupo but it's also a robot voice and it's kind of distorted so i hope <laughs> i'm saying it correctly we could be saying it wrong in we any could, case yes. in any case uh yeah i was like is that the same same person and mm-hmm. I, I wow it was yeah see that I think he, I think he did an okay job with this. I mean, I, yeah, it's like we have a lot of thoughts about this film, but at the at the end of the day, like it's not a bad film. Like I, it's, yeah. it's not a great film, I, but it's you know yeah. it's not bad. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd have a, Again, a talking to a, with my like child about how <laughs> how uh, <laughs> yeah how bad this man sucks but like yeah yeah that's a good point but other than that 
you know. Yeah. That's fine. Like, it's serviceable. Yeah. It'd be like, I, did you have these in your, in your school where you would watch a video, but you would also get like, like a series of questions that like <laughs> would prompt you to think about the video? Uh, not that I, probably, but like, yeah. not that I recall doing with any <laughs> yeah. gusto, you know? I, 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 I like grew up in the Catholic school system. Uh, I'm, I'm not that'll do it. religious. But I, I remember like we had to, we would get these videos and it would always be like, the questions would always be like, just like trying to like get you to think about God and how does this film relate to God and, and God's love for you and, and blah, blah, blah. And so maybe that's why it sticks in my memory. Probably. I always just be like, I just want to, I just want to watch a cartoon. Why does every cartoon have to make me think about Jesus? <laughs> Why can't why can't Jesus just let me enjoy cartoons? I'm just watching cartoons. What Jesus, please. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, just lay off. I'm just a <laughs> just a kid. <laughs> Christy, did you watch Veggie Tales? I Veggie Tales, I did we didn't really watch Veggie Tales. We watched a show uh, called McGee and Me. I don't know what that is. McGee and me was it was so it was primarily live action and it was this little kid and he he drew a little cartoon guy called McGee and McGee would like I don't remember how it quite worked if McGee was like like somehow a sentient drawing that came to life uh -huh. or was always just in this kid's imagination um huh but it would just be like yeah like the typical life lessons like Oh, like something happened at school and the little kid has to like learn how to deal with it. But also here's McGee on his cartoon adventures and they're all learning about Jesus along the way. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that wow. that was that's the type of stuff I watched. Um to go on another tangent, but I swear to god, this one like at least like is is related to Princess Oh no, movies. take us away. <laughs> so <laughs> There was this, I, like, I go, I go to thrift stores fairly often, and I always look for princess movies while I'm there. You know, sometimes you find some really interesting, um, movies while you're there, because they're just, like, the, the weird shit. That the weird shit donate. that someone found in their, in their uncle's basement. And we're like, we're yeah. donating these. All the kids are grown up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So while I was at a thrift store one day, I came across, there was a DVD and it was titled, it was something like Save the Princess, uh, okay. Tales from the Kingdom of Light, something like that. Fuck, I need to Google this. Hold on. <laughs> gotta get this right. I got, yeah, I gotta get this. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where is it? I, I'm sure I probably have them on my fucking DVD <laughs> shelf somewhere. <laughs> How am I going to do this? It's just, how do I... Okay, Kingdom Adventure. There it is. Fuck. <laughs> Christ. Kingdom Adventure. Okay. I, I found it. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to have to cut out that searching. I had no, to find it. You, so you have to leave it in now. If you left me dropping <laughs> my nail polish bottle last week. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> um... But it was, it was, yeah, it was a DVD from a series called Kingdom Adventure. Okay. And what one of the DVDs had, like, it was Save the Princess. Um, 
and I picked it up and it turns out it was this religious series what? set in a fictional kingdom where it, everything was like a metaphor for Jesus and God. So oh. there was a prince. The, the This is, I'm going to have to fucking put this on Twitter. But it's just, <laughs> <laughs> um, the opening, opening to the show is that there's a little puppet prince and he's the stand-in for Jesus and he gets <gasps> murdered. Oh my by, God. He gets straight up murdered. He takes a sword to his little puppet neck. No! Um, oh, no! And so he, yeah, he gets murdered. Wow. And then it's, and, but he, like, keeps coming back because, you know. Because he's, that's Because he's puppet Jesus. Because he's puppet Jesus. And, and it's this whole thing of, like, it's just this series where, again, it's just these different life lessons that they relate to religion. But they're also, like, being sneaky about it being religion because they're, like. Like they're they're like not like it's not Jesus it's like the prince and you have the princess and I and I was like doing some weird like oh what does this all mean, um, but I think the princess is meant to be the stand-in for um, like humanity or Christians because the princess her role in the show is that she is just supposed to wait patiently for the prince to return. There's a lot of talk about the prince returning and how the princess oh. is just supposed to like keep the faith. And wait for him. And there's like these little kid characters. It's mostly centered on the kid puppets as they do their life lessons and like okay. thwart the evil sheriff guy who I guess is like I don't know who he's supposed to be because he's not Satan because there's an evil dude that is like supposed to be <laughs> that Satan. basically is Satan. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, and he's uh -huh. just like a big spooky shadow guy. But it's just like I I I picked up this DVD and I watched it and I became very fixated on this. <laughs> I was just so the opening of the show and seeing that puppet Jesus get murdered. Oh it just God. like I don't know. It like it like so like something in my brain was just like I need to see what else the series does. Oh but now God. I have I ended up collecting the entire series. <laughs> on DVD. And now I'm like, fuck. What do I do with this? Because it's not like of I course can, like, you did, Christy. Of course you did. I I might be the only person that has a complete collection of this fucking DVD set. For all I know. But now I have them and I don't know what to do with them because like I it's like it's like I can't like show these to friends because it's not interesting to anybody other than me who has that like that history of growing up in the Catholic school system and it's that fascination of like how do you market like Christianity to kids you know how do you oh make God. Jesus relatable you make him a puppet and then he gets murdered in the forest what um, the fuck? So now, yeah, now I, I'm just gonna, I'm like stuck. You can do these DVDs. I can't do anything with them but own them. <laughs> but I guess their time is finally come. <laughs> They're finally so getting I their get time die. in the sun. And talk about on our podcast. The, the clips for this episode are not going to be anything related to the movie. It's no. going to be a French spider buried himself in sand. It's going to be Puppet <laughs> Jesus getting the sword to his neck. Um, oh god this is gonna be the classic chupo intro <laughs> oh, god. perfect perfect no ideal <laughs> oh god uh, oh Christy's what is it oh my god <laughs> that's what it looks like I said I just said bring bring you some images from the this is the DVD cover. 
it makes it look a lot more competent of a show. It's actually like the puppets aren't actually that bad. Yeah. But like there are some animated Oh, four um, exciting episodes. Yeah. Let me let me just I this is I'm sorry, this is like this is not content for our audio listeners. This is just me sending brief screenshots. But this is this is what like Prince Jesus asked me to He they okay, draw him like Okay. They draw him like super studly on <laughs> the um the DVD cover. For some reason they give him like arm hair? I don't yeah. know what that's about. But like him in the show, he's just like like <laughs> just very generic. <laughs> uh, and he just like I remember he just kind of like appears randomly, like he just kind of fades in and just sends <laughs> his wisdom and fades away. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, incredible, Christy. Thank you for sharing this with me. I'm glad this. I finally got to talk about this fucking. Movie. I'm glad that these my. My fixation on, like... Because I had to, like, order some of these fucking DVDs. Christy, were you... (laughs) Were you, like... Here's here's some lore for our listeners. Were you this into terrible films before I showed you Food Fight when we worked together? I don't know. Is this my fault? Maybe it is. Because I remember watching (laughs) Food Fight um, on repeat (laughs) for, like... For like three weeks. You did! <laughs> at the time, at the time, there was a live stream. Somebody yeah, there was set like up a, a Twitch. live stream. There was a Twitch stream back like a decade it was, it ago. Was before, it, it was before Twitch. It was like even. Justin it was, TV or whatever the fuck yeah, it yeah. was. And somebody set up like an automatic 24 hour live stream of Food Fight. And I would just put it on while, like, when, like, the first thing I went, I did when I got to the office, which is put on this fucking live stream. And I, was and like, I would Christy, just, why the fuck are you watching Food Fight again? And you were like, I don't know. It's because I need background noise and I need. I, it's just, it's like a weird thing. My brain is just like, Christy, I did need, I do this to you? I'm sorry. You might have. Did you fuck me up? Did you, did you turn me into this person? <laughs> What happened? What? Oh, this is my fault. I'm sorry, Christy. What have I done? I have. I. I'm gonna. We're gonna watch Food Fight next time. Next time. No. (laughs) Yeah, baby. I have it on DVD. Oh my God! Of course you do. Oh. It's a good movie. It's fun. <laughs> anyway, about the Princess of Moonacre or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, I guess. Um, fuck it. Um, <laughs> my only last thought is that like the punishment for the curse is the moon crushing the valley. Yeah, and everyone this... fucking dying. I'm like, that's not a valley will die situation. That's a you have destroyed the earth situation. Yeah, I would love to know. Again, this is like. Like you said, where there's things that are said in this movie that it doesn't feel like they were really thought out or you're not supposed to think about them. Because yeah, yeah. This, like, this feels like a very Majora's Mask thing yeah. where the world should be ending, not just this fucking valley going into darkness. Yeah, it's like this is this is when you re- when you read the fairy tale as a child and it says and the moon will fall and destroy the valley, you think, OK, yeah, all right. And then you yeah. see it in the film where things have been tried to logic through and like a moon is falling to crush a valley and you're like, no, 
that is a world ending catastrophe everyone is about to die (laughs) yeah and it's it's it (laughs) i kind of like i love it because it's it's maybe this idea that like all these like like the curse is much worse than they think it is um and if they had fucked up it would have been the end of the world as we know it maybe yeah maybe (laughs) <laughs> um they just didn't get it because it was back in the victorian times and they just were like we don't know how this works yeah well like you have so you probably this is didn't like know by that point kinda... i can't remember when they learned about fucking planets and shit oh yeah it would have been it, yeah, they already would have known galileo yeah yeah i mean they 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 knew and then galileo uh i think like the church was like no fuck you you don't yeah. know shit about stars <laughs> like but i have this i have the sick sick telescope no, and they're like no, no sh- shut up god god made the stars <laughs> that's all you need to know they told it. us this in our puppet <laughs> <laughs> puppet jesus told us oh god um but that's i do this is one thing i like and, and maybe this is just my fondness for majora's mask but I I love I love this setup, this idea that the moon is going to crash and like kill everybody. Oh yeah. And I also I especially love that you have people like Sir Benjamin who doesn't believe in the curse, and so he's just gonna you know it will just happen through his own inaction. You have people like the De Noirs who Cour de Noir thinks that only the Merryweathers are going to be affected by the curse because he thinks that the De Noirs are blameless in all of this. Yeah. So I just, I just like that, that idea that there is this catastrophic event that is going to happen and nobody's doing anything about it because they, for their various reasons, think that they're going to be fine. Yeah. And it brings, like, brings a little close. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! To like the fucking world in general, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's good. Like it's it's a. Yeah. It's a very I, I, interesting like plot. Yeah, I I almost wish that they leaned into that vibe further, but then maybe I just want to go play Majora's Mask, and I should just be happy you with. You should play Majora's Mask. Yeah. Maybe you should just take the rest of today and go play Majora's Mask. Have I kind of want to go take... I kind of want to go watch Food Fight, though. <laughs> now that you mention no, it. No, Christy! <laughs> I, watch, I can watch Food Fight a couple times, then go watch some Puppet Jesus. Christy, no. Sounds like a good night. Actually, you know what? I'd, I'm not the boss of you. Go do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, this is what this is what happens when again I'm like a fucking twelve year old in an adult body, where I'm like I just give in to my fixations, and it's okay because I live alone and nobody can judge me when I'm sitting on the couch watching Food Fight on repeat for twelve hours eating chicken nuggets. <laughs> live your best life, everyone. Yeah, follow your heart, follow your dreams, watch Food Fight. Yeah. And don't don't let don't start questioning yourself because the man in M and M's recognize. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <sighs> Bless. Oh Jesus! 
Well, are we leaving it? Are we leaving it there? I know we talked. We I think we like talked about other shit for like twenty minutes. Uh, yeah, I think I think we basically have have exhausted every other <laughs> topic. Okay. But really, like, I don't have a lot of notes because in general, this was a very serviceable movie with some yeah. weird foibles. Um, yeah, I do have i I do have the line written down: "Benjamin, you bowl of fuckeroni and cheese." Uh, <laughs> nice. I just read that and I was like, I don't remember writing that, but I I should read that out because it's pretty good. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, it was like it's. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. It, it was pretty I all right. This, yeah, this would probably be a good entry for Princess Movie Night. It is a bit longer. Yeah, it's um, a bit on the long, lengthy side. Yeah, but I I think it's. I think there's enough to get you through it. Um, yeah. It's maybe not That's wild I... enough. No. But de- it depends on the mood. If no. you're looking for something no. real nuts, this won't satisfy. But if you're looking for like a watch that's like, all right, and then like things happen and you're like, what the fuck? Then yeah, you'll have a yeah. good time. Yeah, this is definitely like we 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 say this fairly often where sometimes like a movie's interesting, but it's not like the movie you wanna end off on on a night. You wanna yeah. you wanna save like the swan princesses. You wanna save those for like the big finale of your, your movie watching <laughs> evening. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But this one, put it on as like the first or like yeah, for first or second movie you're watching. We used to do we used to do three movies a night oh and then God. we all just got real fucking old and now we only do two. <laughs> and even the second one is a bit of a stretch for Everyone's us to get like, through. Everyone's like, "Oh, we're ti- we're oh. tired now. Uh, we're all we're all in our 30s and suffering." Oh God. Oh, God. I think that's going to be it for this one, <laughs> folks. I do have a bit of important news that we need to share, though. Oh! So, it has been announced that the (laughs) next Swan Princess movie, the finale, if you recall, the final entrant in the Swan Princess series, Swan Princess 10, they have announced that the movie is coming out in September on digitally, on streaming. Holy shit. It's so soon! It's so fucking soon. It's it's September 17th, and then it's going to be on DVD October 24th. I don't know why it's like a month out. I'm very annoyed at that. Richard. Rich. Richard. Hey, Richard? Richard. Question Richard. for you, Richard. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, Richard? Because now I'm like into this pickle where <laughs> I... Do I buy the movie twice? Because I know I want the DVD. So do I buy it early? In September, so that I could watch it, or do I wait until October, but I could get the DVD? <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and here's and here's the thing too is that I would if if like I know as soon as I get that DVD, I'm gonna want to fucking talk about the movie. But uh-huh. if it's not if the DVD isn't coming out until October. Then we're not going to get the DVD until November, Brie. And we're going to be in the middle of Nutcracker November. So we're like, oh God. how do we... Oh no, I, we, might have I, to, we might have to cut one of our Nutcracker Novembers but, off. Oh no. But, but Brie, but Brie, but then it's not Nutcracker November. It's like, it's like a, 
fucking sad. I'm with Nutcracker November. I'm so annoyed at this, Richard Rich. How could you do this to me? I feel like he spited me specifically in this <laughs> very, you like, subtle in particular. Way. Yeah, like, he knew this, <laughs> like, nobody else would question this, but this would just be enough to fuck over my my podcast for the, for the rest of the year. This is a Christie-specific decision. Yeah, this is, I'm so mad at this. But it's, it's bonkers. We are less than a month to the next Swamp Princess movie. I, can't I don't believe... That. They they haven't released a trailer yet, as far as oh. I know. I imagine one must be coming soon. <laughs> but I, I'm very I'm like I can't believe it. I was not prepared for Swan Princess Twelve it's to so come soon. out this year. So soon. I figured if anything, it would be early next year. I thought I thought we had time. I'm not ready to say goodbye. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm bummed. I'm a little bummed. Oh, Swan Princess series, you I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you have to end. If it were up to me, you would continue for forever and I would have <laughs> I would have a new Swan Princess movie every year. And we'd never we'd never run out. Yeah, it would just keep going. Um but uh I, I guess to reveal the title for everybody, the the final movie is called Swan The Swan Princess Far Longer Than Forever. I mean that's a I got it, you know, that's a good title. Is it good? I'm glad I'm glad that's they, a good one. I'm glad they went there. Um the only other news that I've heard about this one so far is uh the director, Richard Rich, and the producers, they are apparently they are retiring after this. Wow, yeah. they're done. They are they are done. Um I guess the Swan Princess team, like the ones that manage their website and the news and the YouTube channel, they're still going, I guess. They're maybe just going to be in like, I don't know, a different capacity. Interesting. They do a lot of like, just like selling merch on their website and, yeah. and, and on the YouTube channel. We've talked about their YouTube, their merch videos <laughs> before. Uh-huh. So I guess it's just going to be, that's just going to be what, you know, Swamp Princess will continue, know. but it's just going to be... Yeah, no movies. Oh, yeah, but that's, like I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not. Like, that's not. It's, it's too soon. It's too soon. But we're gonna have to, Brie. We're gonna have to, because I'm gonna. I I know as soon as I see that movie, we're gonna have to <laughs> fucking talk about it, and you're gonna have to talk about it with me. So uh-huh. look forward to that, folks. Coming sometime this fall, the last Swan Princess movie. Sometime, whenever. Christy manages to get her ends on a coffee. Yeah. We'll we'll be there. Yeah. Even if it's in the middle of Nutcracker November. Yeah. I know. I if you have to you're not waiting ever again. <laughs> no. I know you're not. I don't want to. I can't. <laughs> I might have to figure out like how to like cuz I don't I like I want the clips. I you know, I like we've done clipless episodes oh, yes. before when we've covered streaming only movies. But I don't want to do that to the last Swan Princess movie. So it's like, if we do do it streaming, first off, I would have to make you, Brie, buy your own fucking copy of this movie. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to internet, interact e-transfer from Christy that just says, Swan Princess now. Yeah, just fucking do it, For the the amount of the movie. Yeah. 
But you would you would have to get your own copy, and then I would have to figure out how to fucking record audio from a streamed movie. So I don't. Oh god, there must be a way, but I don't know what it is. I don't know either, but I guess I've got I've got less than a month to figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Well, look forward to that. Look forward to that. I know I am. (laughs) In the meantime. If you want to see clips from this and apparently that Puppet Jesus show I was <laughs> we talked about, you can see those. I'll put those up on Twitter at Bad Princess MOV. Um, and if you want to s- if you want to send us a question or comments or a movie recommendation, feel free to email us at badprincessmovies at gmail And we also have the catalog of Bad Princess Movies, which you can find at badprincessmovies.com. Thank you for coming on this wild roller coaster of a journey with us yeah. today, everyone. Yeah, the last like 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 30, 40 minutes of this podcast went a little off the rails, but that's okay. We left the rails behind long ago. Yeah, we 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 fucking did an ollie over them. We have we have entered the stratosphere. Yeah, we, we're gone. We've ramped it and we've we've yet to come down. We're still we're still gaining <laughs> altitude. <laughs> God, now I'm dying. Okay, that's a good. <laughs> that's a good. Excuse me. No, to Jesus. end it on. Oh. Uh, oh. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.